0: the hammer no
1: you're not and welcome to the latest episode of dropping the hammer with Daniel McFadden I'm Daniel McFadden and with me as always is my good friend James Crow say hi crow
0: hello everybody
1: we are recording this on Tuesday June 29th 2021 uh two days after the end of the Pocono doubleheader weekend And we will get to that uh, here pretty soon. But first, we have a special guest this week that I'm excited to have on. And with us today is Darian Gilliam, otherwise known as Black Flags Matter on YouTube. Welcome to the show, man. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me get
2: on. I appreciate it. I love you guys' show, by the way. Oh, you, you you listen. Somebody listens, crow. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so, so. I, I've seen I've seen your guys' YouTube channel. Like, just give it some time. <laughs> the YouTube algorithm is like a really one to really navigate through. It takes a while. It,
1: um, yeah, we're five months in this thing, and it's still. Well, stuff uh, stuff I I will post on YouTube and not promote at all on Twitter or anywhere has more views than stuff I actively promoted. On yeah, it's weird. It's it's yeah, so, it's a
2: weird algorithm. And it's just weird so, how it
1: works. No. But. Yeah, I'm really let's let's just get into this, man. So, um, you, according to I looked, you know, looked at your profile today. So you started your YouTube channel, or at least you uploaded your first video in 2017.
2: Yeah, so the YouTube channel. So I started it actually as soon as I graduated high school. I was kind of like, yeah, let me let me just try it and see what happens this is way back in 2016 so the summer of 2016 i originally wanted to be a gaming channel so i would just do like the old let's plays and stuff like that like like oh geez remember that channel like that got up to like i think like 50 or 70 subs but it was like my first year in, uh, in college. So like I was kind of getting overwhelmed with like the schoolwork and all that stuff. So I kind of just put it on hold for a while. And mm-hmm. then I just eventually deleted everything because I didn't really like, I was like, eh, there's a better way to do this, I think. And then all of a sudden I found other sports YouTubers like Five Points Vids and, uh, and uh, Urinating Tree. These are really popular sports YouTubers. Um, and basically like they kind of laid down a, like, like the formula on like how to like present sports content on YouTube in okay. a way that I kind of, I, I just didn't really see it like presented that way on like the NASCAR side of things. Like I would see a bunch of like compilation videos and stuff like yeah. that. As far as like personalities is concerned, like the only one that really stood out even like even like back then was Eric step and now you know I mean he's like the biggest one of all of us so yeah like he so basically I was like I can kind of do it like this talk about the history so yeah I, I remember the date too, December twenty eighth, 2017 the first ever upload um, was, um, it was about Bubba Wallace. And um, I was really proud of that upload too. It was just like, and I still am to this day because it was like the first ever video I ever made. I was like, yeah, it looks good. Like I like it. So, and it just took off from there, but yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool the way it's been progressing over the past three years and also just meeting, you know, the amazing people along the way, including yourself. So it's been (laughs) a lot.
1: So yeah, I guess, you know, part of the reason you're here is like uh, I went covered the Nashville race weekend a few weeks, weekends ago for uh, frontstretch.com and uh, at one point i was forced off of pit road by the equivalent of a yellow shirt yeah. uh there at and that's a reference to that the people the safe what, what do you call the, the people in indianapolis the yellow shirts uh, like the, they're the safety people. safety workers i don't crew, i don't know man but, but yeah I got, national's I equivalent kicked off too i got kicked off too man so national yeah national's equivalent like some some guys like you gotta have a vest on i'm like I'm. I got. I got a credential. Yeah, I was you, you on pit a... road on Saturday, no problem, and then on Sunday, all of a
2: sudden they changed the rules or something. Yeah. like
1: Yeah, it was a weird weekend. So he I, he forces me off pit road, and I I'm walking back up towards the the end of the. To exit and then like you and this other group of people like are motioning me just come over here just come over here it's like, like yeah <laughs> oh yeah because
2: we saw you because we were like dude because like, we saw you get kicked out and we were like hey we snuck on over here so just come over here but then they so but, found this, but
1: and that, that, that's that's how we met we, we chatted um on there on pit road for a little bit during during the build up to the race and like hey mm-hmm. you should come on the podcast and yeah. here we are so also, okay, so you're from the Las Vegas area.
2: Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> north Las Vegas to be exact, but I currently live like um, by the UNLV campus. So I'm basically like okay. down the street from the Strip at the moment.
1: So so born and raised in
2: Vegas or? So my situation weird. So like my family is a former military, uh, Air Force, like Air Force and all that okay. stuff. So like they were based out in Boston. I was born out there, lived there for like a month. And then my family's basically from like Virginia, more of like the, okay. the Waynesboro and Staten, Virginia type areas. And it's kind of funny, I would always go back and forth, like during the summer, you know, I live my life out here on the West Coast, and then you go back there. And it's just like, I asked my mom, I'm like, how'd you, how'd you grow up out here? It's just so, it's so different. It's so weird. It's just <laughs> a lot, a lot more quieter than I'm used to, you know, but, um, but, you know, the one thing that drew my eye though, going back was always like, you know, racing and stuff like that. So, yeah, so basically like I grew up out, um, well, uh, well, I basically grew up out here my whole life and I would basically go back, you know, b- well, some people don't consider Virginia the South, so I guess, like, like, so I guess I would say for some who consider it the East Coast, I'll say the South and the East Coast, I guess, back and forth basically my whole life. And one of the things that, that drew my eye was, um, uh, specifically NASCAR, and like that was the first okay. ever sport I got into in like first grade. So,
1: oh like, wow, okay, yeah,
2: watching Dale Jr. in 2004, man, like that, oh, God. that was <laughs> that was that was the that was the most perfect year to get into racing ever, and uh, well, that, was like,
1: that was his bet. Oh, four, that was his best that year. That was his best season. That, that was, it like, was his best year. So
2: basically, my expectations were always that year, but he never really progressed past that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah you, you, you. I died a little bit on the inside. Yeah, first grade, tw- yeah. 2004. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, what, what grade were you in? Fourth? I, no, I, I was in junior high at that point. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I, I was, yeah, I was uh, seventh, seventh grade, I think, in 04. Yeah, Seventh yeah, eighth, Right in there. So and I, and I, I, had this mo- I had this moment early. Either last year or the year before that I was watching an Eric Estet video And he he's starts going on this monologue And he, he starts he off a sentence like I have been a NASCAR fan since and I braced myself. Okay, when's when, when, when? He said 2004. It's was like, oh God.
2: <laughs> see, it's crazy now that I'm like looking at the YouTube comments and you see some of the kids, some of the, some of these um, people commenting like they're like kids basically. They're like, hey, yeah. I was born in like 2010, 2011, something like, like, like really young, some of them too. And I'm like, what? Like, it's crazy. So, like, some of the stuff, like, you know, like, like, you know, they're starting to learn and stuff like that. So it's kind of, yeah see like the progression of like the whole fandom and all that. i saw someone
1: like posted on reddit at some point last year like a picture of like not a picture or a clip of a pit stop from like the mid 2000s. And it's like, what's this can they're using at the back of the cars? Like, oh, that's can, that, yes, the catch
2: can. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God. Like, damn, <laughs> this is really, like, that's really obsolete. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That hasn't been around for a while. But then that's how I like, that's one of the first things I learned when I played like the Thunder games and stuff because they would always like make a mistake at the catch can or something like that when I'm like playing the <laughs> game or something like that. I'm like, oh, like, what is this extra thing? But no, that's funny.
1: So, so what's your, your, so your earliest memories are of Dale jr in 2004?
2: Oh yeah. The whole, all four season really
1: the 2004 500 was like the
2: first race I watched, like from start to finish. Um, now that I look back, that was like, that was actually like one of the most boring 500s now that I look back on it. Cause like, it was just so long, like because of the long green flag runs, I guess, and all that, they got really spread out. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, basically 2004, like are my earliest memories of watching the sport. And I remember Dale Jr.'s season, all like from start to finish. I remember when he got you know, like nearly, you know, lost his life in that um, what was it, that sports car crash in, at uh, at Sonoma. Yeah. And then, and then him and Truex had to do a little driver swap, and and he, he was on fire that year, though won six races. But it's just every single year, it's just like when you thought he would like win it and stuff like that, he just he just couldn't close the deal, unfortunately. So.
1: Oh, yeah, the year where he cursed in victory lane and uh, just ruined it. Yeah. Just ruined got, it all. He got fined for
2: that. Well, that was like one of the, that was one of the reasons he didn't win it. There's a multitude of reasons. He
1: didn't win it. I, I, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that was it. That, that like that kick. That, 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 that took the, the wind out of the sails and just. And now, now you can curse on TV, and no one's going to do anything. So. Yeah, basically.
2: And I'm still, I'm still shocked that they did that to Junior. You think they wouldn't, but I mean, I guess I, like, you know, they want to prove like, hey, we don't want to, you know, give like the most popular guys peripheral treatment. I guess. So.
1: <laughs> that's the, you know, that's the thing. Like people want to like, they want. I guess the thing today is to call it any like Chase Elliott win a Mickey Mouse win, like which <laughs> I, I, I did. I
2: feed into that too, by the way. It, it took me.
1: It took me days to finally figure out what everyone was talking about with that. Like, it's, what is? It's this? a funny meme. So the, basically, the whole meme
2: originated from like the whole NBA bubble. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Saying like, like you know, because people they call like they say LeBron James like oh LaFraud and stuff all the time, just like troll people and stuff like that. So he won in the bubble, and they were basically saying like, um, like oh, it's not a real championship; it's a Mickey championship because it also took place in the, in the yeah in the in the uh, the, uh, the Disney Orlando bubble. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I guess, like, whenever, like, people feel like, oh, he's, de- it, he's
1: not deserving or something like that, they just call it that now. Well, so yeah, funny. but the, the problem, it, your your meme sucks if it takes the person <laughs> days to figure it out. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's not I, an obvious meme. I, I, exactly, that's the point. So, like, people could just,
2: like, say, oh, Mickey champion, Mickey win, <laughs> and this and that, and people, and then then there's, like, a certain percentage of people, including yourself, who are just automatically confused. And I <laughs> guess that's, like, the funny part about it, too, I guess.
1: But so, anyway, like... People want to say, "Oh, like his Coda win was like fixed or rigged or whatever." Like, if NASCAR was gonna rig stuff, Dale Earnhardt Jr. would have won. Like. four championships. Yeah, he
2: would, well, he would <laughs> he would have won like eight basically, right? Because that would have been the perfect formula to get Junior eight championships more than his father, right? So, he probably would have won eight and then Chase Elliott would have won like probably six or 10 or something like that. I don't, well, it wouldn't have taken him like 3 or 4 years to win his first cup race, that's for sure. For Chase No. Oh,
1: I, oh, clearly. So, oh, obviously he would have
2: won in his rookie season probably. Preferably they probably would have um, let him win the uh what was it the uh, the Daytona 500 because he won the poll that season two his rookie year right or he was like on the front row I think
1: so, um the, I'm
2: not sure 2016 I think so he was like basically he was up there though but still then yeah they would have yeah. let him win that one
1: yeah the, the the closest you'll get to ever like proving that is like that string of five straight Daytona 500s where mm-hmm. the pole winner was like the pole winner you would have wanted <laughs> yeah so, basically so. but yeah it's just
2: something I guess
1: so what so okay growing up you're you're, you're in the nascar was it something that you did with your friends or was it this thing like oh, you liked no. all by yourself <laughs> no
2: no 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 no, dude so basically this uh, my whole situation is basically from like all the way from first grade all the way until um uh, my channel started to kind of take off i knew no one else who mm. watched nascar at all i mean basically because like when you look at it at the big picture you know like yeah sure my family grew up you know on the east coast or south mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it and stuff and like you know but like basically i grew up out here so you know basically when i would watch racing and stuff it would be like a family thing you know what i mean okay. like i would i would never go over to some like to a friend's house to watch a race and stuff because like you know they they just you know they don't watch racing like that or whatever like i do so you know, while I would talk about racing with my family and stuff, it was clear that like, you know, they were into it, but I mean, they just weren't into it as much as I was, you know what I mean? it's just, it's just one of those things, I guess, that's so common when you like grow up down South and stuff is like, you just turn on the race every Sunday and stuff, whether you're like really into it or just a casual viewer. So I, I I think my family would fall into like, kind of like the it's like, I guess, like sort of the casual viewer in a sense, unless I'm okay. like, basically when junior was racing, they were really into it basically. So um, pretty much growing up, I would just, you know, soak in all of this, like knowledge of like, you know, racing in general, of NASCAR and all this stuff. And like, you know, I would have all these opinions, but the problem is I just had nobody to, to, to talk to, them <laughs> about, it, you know, it's just, I, I mean, like I sure I had my family, but I mean, that would only go so far. Right. So that's one of the main reasons I started the channel uh-huh. is because I wanted an outlet to talk about racing and stuff. And my whole thought was hey, look at worst case scenario. You know, somebody could say, hey, you know, your channel sucks or something like that. But hey, at least you <laughs> at least, you know, I like racing. Right. So that was my expectations for that. So that's basically one of the main reasons I started the channel. And then I met people, um, started up for a quickly formed up the NASCAR weekly podcast. And mm-hmm. hey, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just been crazy. Now that I look back on like how things have gone, like the past three or four years, like I can't recreate that because it's just it's just, uh, just a plethora of events and stuff. And like it's just crazy all the events that have happened to get to this point.
1: So at what point did you start to like get traction with like with an audience? Like when did it start start to like take off a little bit?
2: So it's I mean, so that's interesting. It's um, uh, so basically what I did was. Uh, so I used to be on Facebook. I got off of it years ago. It's just too toxic for me. And it basically, so you went to, so
1: you went to YouTube. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know <right? laughs> but basically, I don't know. It's like I, I find YouTube to be a lot more chill. I, I, I know there are some YouTube communities that are really toxic, but as yeah. far as like the racing community on YouTube, I, like, I, I, I always found it, I always found it the most chillest, just because like. I would log on to Facebook and then you like, you know, one post about Suarez or Bubba Wallace and then, Oh Mm. oh my God. So (laughs) on YouTube, it was a lot less of that. So I was like, Oh, I I like YouTube better, but I was a part of this Facebook group. Uh, They were called, um, and this is their name. This is, I I didn't come up with this name. This is their Facebook name. They were called the tricky dicks Facebook group. Um, Basically this YouTuber by the name of NASCAR Nixon Um, started this group, I guess. And pretty much I had told him uh, like, Hey, like I'm starting a YouTube channel. Like, do you mind if I, if I like maybe post some, like my, some of my early videos in the group and stuff like that? He's like, Oh, sure. So I I guess right away, like it kind of gave me a tiny portion of an audience, but like, you know, anybody could have posted in that Facebook group. So just because you post in like a Facebook group doesn't automatically mean like people are just automatically going to start watching you, you know? So, like some of the people in there were giving me mixed feedback. Hey, this is good. Hey, you suck basically. So that taught me like early on, like, Hey, if you're going to do this, you might as well, you got to take criticism, dude. So it doesn't matter whether it's warranted or not. Like people are going to be mean to you regardless. So that basically, you know, that basically got me ready right away. And then I'd say about a month, a month and a half into me doing YouTube, it started to gain traction. One day I came home from class and one of my bus videos was up to like 300 views, 400 views. And then this other one was up to 500. I was like, Whoa, like what, what? Like, all right, all right. Get back to work. Get back to work. I got to get more videos out. Okay. I got to strike by the iron's hot. I have to strike by the iron's hot. And uh, basically about two months in, I was already up for monetization. So it was, wow, it, it, it was crazy. It was just crazy the way it took off like, the way it did. But you know, it's one thing for it to take off. It's another thing for it to maintain it. So like, that was mm-hmm. another thing. Cause like, I was totally not ready for that at all. So I was like, Oh God. Okay. So now I got my wish, but it's like, what, what do I do? Like, like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out, okay, maybe do a video series talking about this driver maybe talking about, you know, NASCAR in this way sort of mm-hmm. thing. So now basically that's been the challenge for about the past two to three years has been basically like trying to find newer and, 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 much more, um, and, uh, and, uh, interesting ways to kind of present NASCAR content on YouTube. So that's
1: appealing. So, okay. So, give us a little bit of a rundown of the different kind of videos you do like you just mentioned you have the bust series um you actually have a recent video not a bust steve park mm-hmm. uh or like it was like your retraction i'm guessing of a yeah. previous video yeah so
2: that's that's part of it that's part of it so, so what
1: like give us like give you give us your four quadrants of these are the the kind of like four videos i'm most likely going to be doing
2: so i'm kind of getting out of the bus series to be honest with you it's just like you know when i first started like that was like my go-to it's like it's like hey you know let's talk about this driver he kind of didn't meet expectations sort of thing but then one day i sat, I sat down with my parents and they were like like hey you're not gonna do like the bus thing like like that's not gonna be your only thing right and i'm like i'm like no why and then um and then one of them went um um and then my mom was like well you know just because like you know it seems like it would just be like negative all the time you know what i mean and then i'm like like, yeah yeah. i'm like yeah she's kind of yeah i
1: was gonna gonna say it's like you're kind of like beating a dead horse like yes this this, this person was they they weren't great and so
2: yeah like i feel like i feel like whenever i do my bus videos i try to like I don't, I don't try and say like, Oh, Oh, they were so, su- you know, they sucked the end, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I try to find like, you know, a positive um, story into it. Like for uh, like a uh, Shane Mill, for example, too, you know, his battle with addiction and all that stuff, he was able yeah. to overcome that. And then he unfortunately had that, um, that uh, accident at that um, at that uh, dirt track in 2010, unfortunately. So you know, um, I, you know, obviously, obviously talking about his NASCAR career, you know, you gotta say like, hey, you know, he was performing well and stuff, but you know, he also had some troubles, you know, off the track sort of thing. So I try to, you know, at least incorporate a, a positive story into that. But basically, the other series I would also do in my um, in my uh, my first year of doing YouTube is like good seasons, bad seasons, championship seasons, which mm-hmm. consisted of like mostly like compilations uh like mostly of it, it consisted mostly of of uh of compilation clips and i would talk in them sometimes and then i would and then i would further progress into more storytelling content like racing reference stories and then maybe yeah. you know finding like you know some random stat line and talking about that so like basically i like, that's basically what I do now. Like, okay. you know, whatever I find interesting, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll basically talk about it and I'm starting to kind of venture more into like the current topics and was talking about Larson recently and, uh, and the new performances from like the next gen teams this year and all that stuff. So that's basically what I've been doing, but you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm willing to try new things too. And I've also tried to venture over to the IndyCar side of things too. And I'm yeah, also yeah, I saw a that. lot about that too. So it's been very interesting.
1: So like we, we were talking before we, we started recording, like I'm just, just being all, in all honesty, like, I'm not a YouTube essay person. Um, I'm more like, I'll, I'll sit and watch a, a, like a 20 minute interview like, like this with someone, but I for some reason, I just can't get into, uh, essays for whatever reason, but crow crow here is a fan of <laughs> your videos, So crow is someone who does consume his videos on a regular basis. What, 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 what do you want to ask Darian?
0: Oh, um, so I, you kind of piqued my interest earlier when you mentioned your, uh, your nating tree. Um, it's a hockey fan. I'm a, big man Mm -hmm. of that obviously yeah Um, Yeah,
2: the knights they were so close weren't they the knights they were so close
0: yeah yeah um yeah, the uh, I'm in St. Louis, so Blues fan, and so hey, that's like half the team right now is Blues. Hey, so.
2: <laughs> I'm a, 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 a full disclosure. I'm a I am a, a a diehard Rams fan. Even when they were in St. Louis, I supported them and stuff, and I still support them now. Obviously, I know some of the, the uh, St. Louisans. They're not going to really support them too much now.
0: <laughs> After the Blues won the cup, they uh, put a, yeah yeah. They put it into well, that. <laughs> well, they put a flag. On the parade route, so that all okay. the players' cars they were driving in could drive mm-hmm. over it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, at least they at least they brought the city a championship. Yeah, the Rams can uh, do that for a while. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I was just curious because I know you was that. Was that kind of the inspiration for the initial kind of videos? Like, because you said there was some negativity there and that's something that he does really well is that it's negative, but not Mm -hmm. like oppressively negative.
2: Basically, that was his style I wanted to mimic a little bit when I was starting out. Like, I was like, you know, I would even kind of do the voice to a certain extent, you know, and they were like, other YouTubers I watched. There were like NBA like basketball YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um Mike Corzemba, I'm sure you know him. Like I would like use his background music initially too. If you watch like those first few videos, I, I would I would definitely use I definitely use that background music he would always use in his videos. And I would also try to use the whole urinating tree style too. It's just The way he made videos like at the time it was like it was like fresh it was brand new and stuff like i was like i was like yes this is the sports content i've been looking for but you know um as far as like applying it to the nascar side of things that would be that would be a much different challenge because I mean as some of y'all know I mean like motorsports fans they can I mean like you know if motorsports fans love you they freaking love you You know you know they're loyal and stuff like that but but when they hate you no they will they will they will they're not shy in uh, letting you know so I was like a little concerned about that it was like okay well it was going to be this new thing you know the community's like never quite seen this type of style of video like uh, of of like NASCAR content before at the time so I was like kind of worried about how it would be received but uh, hey you know they seem to like it so i just uh, just keep doing it
0: cool yeah that's yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so th- explain like your, the, your your username black flags matter it i it, i love it it, it it's two, two different things that go very well together it stands out so how did you settle on that as your name so
2: basically, I have to go back to high school graduation. So basically, I was thinking of like a channel name, basically all summer. And I don't think I thought of it until like, I think, late July. So around my birthday. I didn't so, so when
1: it. was it? When did you graduate?
2: Uh, I graduated in uh, May or no, excuse me, um, early June of 2016. Okay. So Yeah. And then um, I left for, uh, for school, like three days after that too. I was in Utah for like a scholarship deal at uh, Weber state. So I basically had to leave um, my family behind uh, uh, like three days after graduation. So it was basically a crazy time. And I was like settling into a new place. And I was basically like, you know, trying to figure out, Hey, how, how, how in the world am I going to do this YouTube thing? So basically I settled on the name and because like, I was like, you know, you're, I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, you're already, you're, you're already kind of going to stand out because I, I mean, up to that point, I had never really met another African American NASCAR fan or like a really? person of color, like literally nobody, nobody in my life wow. I had ever met, you know, like, you know, and no person of color in my life that had really watched racing like that, uh, you know, other than, you know, my stepdad, of course, but that's about it. So, I was like, okay, so you're already going to stand out right, you know, right away. And you might, and you know, you might have some people who already hate you because of that anyway. So it's like, dude, you might as well just go in full force with it and like, you know, have fun with it. Right. So that's So like, I was like thinking of like, I was trying to come up with a name and stuff. And then all of a sudden it kind of hit me too. I was like looking up like images and then I had like, for some reason typed in black flag and it just like kind of hit. And it's like, Oh yes. Like, like, okay. So, you know, you know, you can do a history channel and all that stuff too, but also like, you know, this is like a funny, like little meme name that would be perfect for YouTube, Black Flags Matter, because you know, it's a, it's not only a, um, a clever play on words, number one, but also number two, like within the whole, you know, within YouTube's terms of service, like they can't really. Uh, it's like, you know, what could they take down? You know what I mean? It's like, 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 so, uh, like, you know, Black Flags, man, It's it's a racing term. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a funny play on words and stuff like that. But obviously, yeah. motorsports fans would get, like, hey, you know, this is, you know, a motorsports channel and stuff. But, you know, I was also worried about um, the other side of that too, because my other thing is, well, I don't want people to get, you know, attached to this channel and think it's like, oh, this is like some like hateful, you know, like, oh, I'm against like BLM. You you, you know what I mean? Like, like that type of crowd. I didn't want to associate with that type of crowd.
1: double, like double ironic in some way. Yeah. Or something like yeah. That, and, so. and
2: also and, you know, I also didn't want people to think I was like making fun of like Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter in any way and stuff like that, too. Like, oh, no, I'm like, no, absolutely not. You know, and I've tried to basically. Well- stand on that you know I've said that numerous times too so I basically like needed to show my face and stuff like that earlier on to show like hey like no no like like this is what I look like and stuff like that like this is what I believe in this is what I stand for so yeah uh, this is this is what the name means so
1: so with that username in mind like it became it became somewhat relevant you know last June um with everything so can you just take take us through like what what was that period of time like for Mm -hmm. you it like the height of the pandemic um and then all of a sudden um everything that happens post george floyd's murder happens and nascar has this huge microscope on it uh that without all these factors in play would never have happened um so so what was june 2020 like for you
2: it was crazy. And, and what was crazier is that, you know, when I saw Bubba Wallace was on like first take and stuff, I was kind of like, well, whoa, what is a NASCAR driver doing on first take? First of all, like I was looking at that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was talking about basically all the stuff that was going on. And then he basically said like, yeah, I think we should have the flag band in NASCAR. And I kind of stopped. I was like, whoa like 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 he really just said I'm like like uh, look like look look I, like i've lived out here on the west coast my entire life basically and like mm-hmm. you know every time i would go back it's just it, it's just so it's just crazy how different you know both like you know sides of the country are like you know it's it's yeah. um it's it's um it's technically called the the united states of america right but i mean dude it's just so just so different basically and like yeah you know nascar has just always had that bad rep in general it's just like oh it's just you know it's in the south yada yada Yada, it's like you know confederate flags and all that stuff and like you, you you'll you'll see the, you'd see those flags at races
1: in california yeah exactly so, exactly it, so, this- so basically
2: oh yeah oh, oh i'm sorry go ahead sorry about no that. Not, that
1: was basically it. this the, the seeing confederate flags at nascar tracks mm-hmm. was not limited to the south it was exactly a nationwide thing
2: no no i would always see them growing up in like in vegas too and stuff like that too so basically like you know i, I basically learned at a at a very early age you know when i first when i got taken to my first race weekend or like uh, my first ever qualifying event way back in 2004 i was like seven eight years old at the time so like I basically realized right away, like, okay, this sport's very different. It's not like, you know, football, (laughs) basketball, like I recognize that really, really. So basically like, you know, growing up, like it it would just really be, it would be really hard to talk about NASCAR because it's like, it already has this negative stigma Mm -hmm. on the West coast anyways, you know? So like people like, they, they understood like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, loud, fast cars are, you know, making, you know, left turns and all Like that was what I was constantly told all the time, you know, just, yeah. stuff, but you know they would always associate this like whole you know southern hatred thing this racism thing with it and some of it was justified obviously i mean you go to the racetrack you see this flag and stuff like that like you know it, it, in my mind i'm like i'm like yeah that's stupid but i'm just here for the racing but i mean yeah. if, if you're visiting you know a racetrack for the first time and you see that i mean hell that might that might turn you off here i mean yeah. i mean I, you know i'm di- i feel like i'm different in a sense just because i grew up with the sport in my life so basically, like, I can just block out that stuff easily. I mean, for others, I mean, like, yeah, you go to a track for the first time, you see that, it's, it's terrible. But basically, you know, when Bubba Wall said that, I was like, okay, so something definitely has to happen, right? And then, you know, obviously, all the George Floyd stuff was happening, too. So it was it was a crazy month altogether. And then when they finally announced that they were going to ban it and stuff like that, that was, I was like, oh, what? Like, it was a sign for that. I was like, what? Like, I that is something I'm still shock they did just because i was
1: yeah
2: i was fully prepared to basically go the rest of my life like hey look i might not see this you know for my lifetime and stuff like that you know like but i mean
1: like yeah i did yeah i I wasn't i never thought that was gonna happen like if the the school the the church shooting in south carolina in 2015 Mm. didn't do anything nascar asked nicely please stop bringing those flags and it they just kept coming I mean,
2: NASCAR had to do something. It's like, look, NASCAR basically like privately, like, like, and I tell, I tell people this all the time, like, like privately, like NASCAR didn't want anything to do with that and stuff, you know, but like, obviously, you know, from a public standpoint, you know, I I can understand, you know, NASCAR, you know, from a business standpoint being like, whoa, like, hey, we ban this, like, hey, what's going to happen to our bottom line here? You know, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can understand it from that aspect too. But, you know, for basically for, for the sake of the sports future growth, it needed to be banned. And I'm glad it was. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, um, oh, yes, yes. Steve Phelps said, earl, earl, "You know, a few months ago, it's like we were so concerned about keeping the fans that we already had, that the the they they were scared to do anything that would potentially disrupt that. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't part of their calculus that by banning that flag, you're poten- you're potentially going to allow more people to come in." to offset anyone you lose now the stigma doesn't totally go away oh no no it doesn't no it doesn't No, yeah you're right you're right it's gonna but
2: but i i'm really hopeful over like you know the next decade you know what um you know what um what the whole perception out here of nascar will be like too you know what i mean and also like i feel like you know um what also helps is like you know just regular people you know like you and me also you know presenting the sport in a way that isn't like you know doesn't come from like a pace place of like hate and you know all that stuff too just you know presenting it like it should you know it's a it's a sport
1: yeah yeah banning the flag was not a cure-all because um two of the people i interviewed for my my black lives matter series at frontstretch.com a couple Mm. weeks ago they Mm. said like um we we love the sport now what all this but it will probably be a while before we're we're, we feel safe and comfortable going to a race at like talladega or tracks Mm. in that part of the country yeah um so it's yeah, it's not a cure-all. It it ripped the band-aid off a little bit, um, but yeah, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna be a while before we we get to that point where that their people are completely 100 percent ready to go to any track anywhere and not feel bad about it yeah. or feeling safe about it.
2: Yeah, it's gonna take some time, definitely for sure. And then also like the stuff with the whole noose thing, like that was crazy. And then I gotten an email too, basically like like with my parents' address, you know, sent and stuff like that. And I was like, how'd you get this too? Like it was, like what? that. That was a oh oh yeah. yeah. So I'm oh, sorry about that. Some people may not know this. So basically like this all um, this all happened like the day of like the whole like basically like when like um the whole um, noose stuff came out. Yeah. Um, pretty much, I had gotten an email. Uh, from some anonymous person I can't remember the the name I had the screenshot safe somewhere but basically like what happened was they had basically like sent like my parents address I guess and they were like oh well since you like 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 canceling people for their beliefs here's your address like like, and here's the thing like I like that's my parents address like I mean I I, I had basically grew up at, and um, I had uh, basically a uh, um uh, grown up there my whole life and um, I was at my my apartment at the time and I was like basically calling them like hey are you guys okay like like I'm, I'm calling the cops and all this I'm just I, I had never had anything like that happen to me so I had never really wow. I didn't know what to do and it, it happened it happened you know the morning of the Talladega race so like uh, i had already like i was already reeling from the news you know from the previous night it was already crazy i could barely sleep and stuff like that just trying to keep up up to date with you know what the hell was going on and then all of a sudden you wake up like uh, like eight in the morning and then see this email and stuff and then it woke, wakes you up right away so and then uh, wow. all the stuff that happened that day too with bubba wallace and ryan blaney winning and all that stuff and i that is a day i will definitely never forget for sure and that is certainly a month i will never forget for a lot of the wrong reasons, unfortunately. But I mean, uh, overall though, I mean like looking back, um, uh, yeah, it was crazy, but I mean, you know, it brought us here today, you know, I feel like the sport's Mm -hmm. in a much better place than it was, you know, two years ago, for sure.
1: Michael Jordan is a team owner.
2: (laughs) I know. And so is Pitbull too. Mr. Worldwide is a, is a team owner too. I still can't believe that. Like it's just crazy. The, like the, you know, it's crazy. The people that, I was like, I was like, damn, like, I wish y'all would have came in the sport when I was like a kid and all that. So like, it would have made a lot, a lot better, I guess. But it, it, it's good for like, you know, the the future generation of fans to have, you know, interesting storylines like this.
1: So how, how many times have you been able to get credentialed oh, for so, races?
2: So that was my first time, basically. The oh, Nashville. with Nashville? Yeah. Oh, wow. First ever cool. time. So I had been in the media center before. So I had interned at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for a couple of years, actually, all the way. Oh, from- OK. August 2018 to February 2020, basically before the pandemic had started, and um, I I had uh, gotten a chance to work under uh, Jeff Motley and uh, Neil Reed. Um, Jeff Motley's the vice pre- he's the vice president of the Speedway, and then Neil Reed was the PR guy at the time, and he had basically showed me the ropes of like you know how you know racetracks conduct business and you know how you know like you know you know things are handled in you know in the uh, the media center and from a PR standpoint mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So. I really felt like it was like really good to have like you know basically like you know an idea of like you know how things are conducted and stuff like that so i go, so i can have an idea of like you know like hey okay this is the type of field you're going to go in okay so this is acceptable this isn't acceptable and stuff like that too and obviously as, as yeah. you've uh, as you've seen from uh, my twitter in the past i've uh, definitely learned quite a few times you know i've had to learn the hard way sometimes but yeah i have to learn i have to learn somehow right so
1: yeah it's gotten me to this point so so uh, explain so i I can remember maybe a few years ago there being like conversations in like the media center about youtubers being credentialed and you know and and that that legitimizes them That, that, that makes them think they're journalists or, or whatnot for, for for you mm. <laughs> well, no that, that that's those are conversations that, that w- w- would have been had by yeah. people on my on my side of I,
2: that I've, but, I've had i've had those conversations with uh, some of those people too in the past too yeah I so, so
1: i guess so for you what does like with that being your first credentialed race what does that mean for you in was- your opinion
2: it's just a dream come true, man. Like, I mean, look, growing up, I, I, I knew automatically like, look, you're never going to be able to race like that. Okay. I mean, so the next best thing would be to like either be around it in some capacity. So like, whether it be, you know, working on the cars or like covering it is, you mm-hmm. know, I, I always wanted to do one of those two. And I'm not really like the, um, the most advanced car guy in the world. So I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'll, I'll just cover <laughs> it. You know, so. I'm
1: right. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, I know basically. where, I know where to, I know where to put the oil. Exactly. Um, I know over. how to
2: change a tire at least too. I oh, mean, you're, that's, you know that's more that. than me. I, so oh, God. I at least like that. Right. But you know, so basically like I wanted to always be credential media or like be, you know, like sports analysts I would grow up with would be like, you know, Steve Naismith Smith or Stuart Scott, you know, those types of guys, like, like it would be cool to see like a type of guy like that NASCAR or something like that. So like, that would always be like my dream to be like, you know, like some type of reporter dude or something like that. And I always thought I would just go the traditional, you know, journalism route, you know, go to college, you know, write for some publication, that sort of thing. And I did for a little bit. I remember, um, I can't remember. I think it's this college publication. It's called the Odyssey. I think I can't, I don't know if it's still around, but I remember like a a ton of college students would be on that thing, writing like blogs or like, you know, Mm -hmm. articles and stuff. And I would write about um, my school's football team at the time, stuff like that too. So I was like, okay, I could do this for NASCAR and stuff. But then, you know, once I started to get more integrated into YouTube and stuff, I was like, Hey, I'll just do this. You know, Hey, I'm already making money doing what I love already. Number one. And then also like, just the challenge of like working for yourself too, is like, I, I I couldn't pass it up, man. I'm like, hey, look, you get to do it in your own way, the way you've always envisioned the sport as yeah. and all that stuff. And, you know, and you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, people are gonna say what mean things about you. And so like, like, yeah, like, you know, tough enough. Like, of course, like, you know, it's, it's the internet, man. Like, you know, you gotta, you know, you have to have a thick skin, you know, sometimes when you're doing YouTube. But it, as far as like, you know, this whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, YouTubers think they're like big time, like, like, let me just, let me just set the record straight. Like, you you know, if you, if you have less than a hundred thousand subs, like you you better slow your roll. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, you're certainly not going to be doing this more than likely not going to be doing this for a living, you know, number one. And then number two, you know, it's really important if you do have an audience to, I don't know, just, just, you know, set you know, lead by example basically. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like yeah, there have been some times where I've gone overboard or like I'll troll too much and all that stuff too and stuff like that. You know, but I I don't think I've done anything too like too egregious. You know, or like you know too bad that would warrant like oh he should have his stuff deleted or something like that. No no no. You know I I think I've made mistakes in the past and I've definitely learned from them. And you know I probably will continue to make some mistakes in the future. And and, you know like yeah I don't know like nobody's perfect obviously. But you you know. I think this, this is, this is basically the most perfect situation I could have asked for, you know, being able to cover this sport, um, in my own way and stuff like that. And, you know, in front of an audience, you know, it's just, this is the dream. This is, this is what I dreamed about. I always figured, I always thought I'd go the regular journalism route, but Hey, I just happened to, to land this. So I'll just, you know, make this last as long as I can. So, so what, what was your degree in? Oh, I'm currently going in, uh, uh my degree is currently in uh, journalism actually. At oh, it Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so it it was always funny because like some people thought I was credentialed media like two years ago, but I was just, I was, I was just working my, uh, my little internship at the time. So it would always be funny to see some of the comments saying, why is he in the media center? He's, he's a disgrace (laughs) and all this stuff.
1: And I was just like, this is nuts, (laughs) but hey, that's part of it. So, so, okay. So how has getting this journalism degree, how has that influenced the product you've been producing? Oh, I still haven't gotten it yet. I have one more semester, so I still. Oh, you're, you're, it. but you're working on it though. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, no, that's what I meant. Like through, through through what you've been doing in school to to get the journalism degree. How has that impacted what you've been producing lately?
2: It's um. Well, I had gotten COVID way back in like early January, February, so I had to basically take the rest of the semester off, unfortunately. Oh. So I basically was behind. So I I'm supposed to be graduated like by now, unfortunately. So I'm I'm kind of in a rut just because I'm like, dang it, like I want to. i I'm I'm in that rut. It's like. I'm, I'm close to graduating, but it feels so far basically. So, you know, I basically have to get through either one or two more semesters and I'll be good. But, you know, basically, you know, some, the, you know, I've learned a lot basically in my three years here at uh, UNLV it's actually my third school I've been to. i I went to Weber okay. state and I went to Weber state and in, in all the way in uh, Ogden, Utah, and then CSN, the local community college out here. And then I'm finishing up at uh, UNLV fortunately, but I've learned a lot from uh, the programs I've, um, Uh, i've I've done here you know and and not only not only in the uh in the journalism field but also in the uh, sports broadcasting you know the whole tv production area too and stuff like that so it's been cool to learn different like techniques on how to like present content and you know that sort of thing so and it's also it's it's also like interesting too because now we have classes like on how to be a content creator and I'm like, wait, there's wow. specific classes to be a content creator. Like, so I'm like, I kind of have some mixed feelings on that. Cause I'm like, well, do you feel like
1: you should be teaching that class?
2: Well, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I shouldn't be teaching anybody. I shouldn't be teaching anybody. That's number one. But the number two, I'm like, well, is that like a thing that can really be taught? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I was never really taught that, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, you know, I just like saw, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, like there's a way to certain way to make videos and stuff like that. And it, it just so happened to take off now. I mean, as far as teaching that, I'm kinda like, yeah, like I don't I don't know, but um, maybe I should take a class and see what it's like before I leave. But <laughs> yeah, the point is though I've learned a lot here and stuff. But as far as school though, bro, I, I hate school so much.
1: I oh, I running it. school. It's the stuff I you it. It. it's the stuff you do when you're outside of class, it's fun. Yeah. So. Exactly, so- like going to races covering it and all that <laughs> stuff.
2: That's that's great.
1: So you've, like, you've put up uh, three videos in the last week, Not A Bus, Steve Park, Revisiting Kyle Larson, and today, mm. The Riley Herbs Experience. <laughs> you posted that four hours ago, and it's already up to 5.6 thousand views.
2: Oh, is so, it? I, oh, I, hadn't, I hadn't checked. I hadn't checked. Fi-
1: so how much time do you actually devote
2: to one video, typically? So it varies. So basically, the way, the way I used to do it back in the day was I would always get it done in like a day. So like I would like wake up, download all the like all the clips I want, and then edit them do the audio and stuff and then upload it the same day. Nowadays, I just like, basically, like, uh, like the day before I before I I decide to upload, I pretty much just like sort out all the clips. <clears throat> and then like, I'll like cut them down pretty much. And then I'll do the audio the very next day and then immediately upload it afterwards. So like, I don't know, I don't want to like basically like What's I, I don't want to i don't want to have burnout because i've seen other content creators have that they'll just put out a ton of videos in like a week span or like the way they make it is like just super hard on them and stuff mentally so like it's just i just want to make sure i um, i definitely uh spread out my content for sure um so, so do, you, do you do like scripts first or do you down download the video first like so basically i download the video first and what's interesting okay. about my content I, I i've never written a script in my life i've never written a script ever so what I do is I basically like, it's weird. It's like, I'll, I'll basically like kind of like formulate in my head what I want to say. And then like, and then I'll like, maybe do like one or two sentences um, uh, at a time. And then like, okay, hit stop. And then like, think of what else I'm going to say. And then hit stop. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, like I could write scripts, but I, like, I feel like it, like, I feel like, well, I, I can already make the
1: videos uh, uh, without writing them. So I feel like okay. it's, it's easier that way. Like the, the only videos I've done so far that are kind of like yours, like I did one, uh, which which the, the, uh, I did one when Truex made his Xfinity start earlier this year, and it was his first since 2007. Okay. So I did like a video. It was like this. This is what was going on in NASCAR like at that time. Like this is how long it's been, and like I I did the script first, and uh, I tailored all the other content to that, and so it was like a three-minute video. Hmm. So. I think, yeah, that, that'd be my personal preference. Do the script first and then get the stuff that's tailored to said script. So, but that's that's as close as I got to you. So yeah, like, what's, I, oh, sorry, Crow. go ahead. Oh, I,
0: I do think that that style, so, so I'm currently a software developer, but I've come from a media production background. Um, and that's, I kind of picked up on on how your your production process worked more or less like, you know, no script, um, but it gets a really good uh, like conversational tone. And so it's a, uh, I don't know, it just it makes th- everything's a lot more a lot more palatable. and uh, you know it's but it's still you know, informal. It feels like you're someone's telling you you know a story about you know a driver.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's always interesting because like, I don't think I've ever really asked people like, hey, like, how does this sound like, like, you know, with the script or without the script and all that stuff. So it's good to have that perspective. Yeah. Like on um, um, the other side of that phrase is that um, on uh, on NASCAR Reddit, they'll uh, they 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 definitely know I don't do scripts. And they're uh, very vocal and they're like, oh, this this video would have been better if you would have done scripts and all that. Like NASCAR Reddit's another that's a very interesting place we got
1: to deal with sometimes, too. But I oh, I know I, I, I know. Uh, personally I know so what's like what's on your docket right now like what, what, what projects are you working on
2: uh you know the way I do projects is like I don't really like plan anything out like in advance like like too often it's like well like it's basically whatever I feel like making during the week so basically mm-hmm. like you know the whole Riley Herbs video came up because you know, he had just, um, I had just seen a stat line only four top tens in that 98 car. And that 98 car won nine races a season ago. Like, look, like, listen, I, I know Stuart Haas is struggling in the cup series, but in an Xfinity, come on. Like that's, a, that's a much different story here. Like, you know, that car should be
1: performing. Well, I mean, better. to be fair, both were doing good last year and now yeah. both aren't doing good this year. Exactly. So, exactly. um, so, I mean like, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't
2: think Riley Herbs is like, you know, the worst driver in the world and stuff, but I mean, at the same time though, it's like, I I don't have a problem with anybody furthering their career and using the resources at their disposal. And clearly Riley Herbst has a ton of resources, but at the same time, when you are in, you know, top flight equipment like that, you know, consistently, you Mm -hmm. got to get the job done at some point here. I mean, and, and, you know, looking at the point standings, he's like below guys like Ryan Sieg, Brandon Brown. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those are two talented drivers, but I mean, Riley Herp's equipment suggests that he should be way, way up there.
1: Oh no. Well, those other two drivers have proven that they can at times get more out of the equipment Mm -hmm. than any other driver probably would kind of like, kind of like a Ross Chastain. Mm -hmm. Um, We've, I mean, Herbst finished second to Harrison Burton at Auto Club last year. I was there. I was there. I was like, oh, I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, he
2: did good. He did good. And then
1: he, I
2: think there was another – I think he finished second one other time. He got – he had four top 10s – or no, excuse me, four top fives in total last year and also a total of 17 top 10s. I mean – it, decent numbers but i mean in, in joe gibbs xfinity equipment come on like it's got to be better than that
1: you know right so. oh no same i think daniel hamrick has the same problem though i would rather have daniel hamrick in that mm-hmm. car personally yeah, exactly um, like
2: hamrick hamrick's consistent he just can't close the deal in terms of like wins yet you know he speeding can't. penalties
1: he, he had two winning right. cars this year mm. speeding penalties just, just can't get it done yet yeah. all right all right so let's, let's get it let's get in the pocono guys so we we had our second ever pocono doubleheader uh race one i i i really liked race one uh that 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 a lot of chaotic energy to it mostly thanks you know pit strategy and all that which i i'm not very good at following pit strategy like i did if it involves math i'm not i'm not i can't i can't do it
2: yeah luckily the broadcast team had us covered though yes yes
1: but um i think we all assumed uh that when kyle larson got past bowman with four laps to go, it was over. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't over. Uh, cuts cuts a tire going into turn, in turn two, yeah. coming out of turn two, and then hits the wall. And Bowman streaks by and gets the win. So Crow, first off, you didn't know there was a race Saturday. Yeah, well- <laughs> apparently a lot of people didn't know
2: on twitter either they're like wait there's a race i'm like yeah there, there's been a pokemon doubleheader plan for a while now <laughs>
1: yeah so crow as someone who didn't know there was a race saturday until i told him after the race um <laughs> i'm assuming you've gone back and watched yeah. at least highlights of Saturday's saturday yeah,
0: yeah, yeah i watched the saturday race um i mean, it i enjoyed it more than i thought i would for Pocono and, like, <laughs> there, like there's a lot going on that like the Kyle Larson thing was definitely like crazy I because I, I, he was just again ridiculously fast um, not as dominantly fast as he has been obviously um, but yeah that blown uh, tire man
1: <laughs> well I was looking down at my laptop on that last step and all of a sudden I hear like I guess the announcing crew go whoa it was like what's what's going on <laughs> and look like look up and there's larson just
0: heading for the wall it's like okay that's not supposed to happen but it's well, happening well, the crazy thing is like it wasn't a a replay they were just watching him because he was yeah. in the lead yeah and so you just got to see everything happen and the like actual live reaction to it so it was a uh, really cool on that part not for him you know
2: <laughs> yeah that was that was a crazy finish like i was like looking i was like watching and stuff i was about to tweet larson wins you know fourth consecutive race since johnson 2007 right and yeah. then like i had seen like uh, a couple of sparks and i'm like whoa whoa what is that and the junior was like oh he's got a flat i'm like holy shit he's got a flat tire like he really does and then bowman just could add <laughs> us on to another win. like alex bowman man that his story man like he he, he found out about um about his firing from uh from tommy baldwin racing uh in uh i believe it was 2016 on twitter while he yeah. was working
1: out and then yeah. now
2: he's won he's he's won multiple races for hendrick motorsports in 2021 so it's crazy how how fast his career has taken off since then
1: oh no oh it's insane like i wrote this week at, at front stretch i um on my weekly column like like how well do you remember 2017 well if you're you alex bowman you, you remember a lot because you weren't even racing that year mm. because he aside from a couple of races with ganassi in one truck race he was you know the simulator jockey for Hendrick motorsports and that same year ryan blaney is racing he gets his first win at pocono um and here we are four years later they each have five wins like if you had told if i had told told you in 2017 darian that in four or five years, Alex Bowman and Ryan Blaney will each have five Cup wins.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, well, ah, okay, <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's funny. Yeah, nobody saw that coming at all. Nobody.
1: And uh, like it, uh, one thing I like is that it's proven that it's, Alex Bowman is proving it's not a fluke.
0: Hmm. Like
1: he's he and his team are putting themselves in the position on somewhat regular basis this year to take advantage of. Kyle Larson problems. So, yeah. so like 3 of his wins have involved Ky- having to get by Kyle Larson. At, at, at Chicago and they had their, their their duel 2 years ago. That was that was win number 1. And then earlier this year at Dover, he get he gets the the lead thanks to having the best pit stop of the year up to that date. And now you have this with Kyle Larson sailing off into turn three and hitting the wall. Yeah, it's it, it's great
2: to see Hendrick this dominant again. I mean, it's been since basically I, they had put up a stat line. Like, they're on pace to basically, like, eclipse what they had in, um the amount of wins they had in uh, 2014, which was basically, like, the last time they had, like, I think, what was it, like, 10, 11, 12, 13 wins in a season, something like that. Like, they're definitely going to probably surpass that this year. And, I mean, it's just cool to see a team. Like, I mean, Larson blows his tire, but then you have, you know, the next man up. Immediately, he's able to step up and you know still secure the team of victory. So that's it,
1: it was hilarious in his post-race press conference. Alex Bowman was like t- was, said he was talking to his team on the radio and it said, "I'm sorry, guys." And as soon as those words were out of his mouth, Larson's <laughs> yeah, just, uh, cut. it's like wait, what? Like, I gave it up. Like <laughs> all right, I got hey, you gotta take him. So you gotta take them any way you can, man. So so I didn't get to really watch Sunday's race. I was out hanging out with a friend that I hadn't seen in seen in months. So it was very interesting, man. I had to go back and watch highlights. Yeah. So, um, Ah. so what did you guys think of Sunday's race won by a Kyle Busch with only one gear?
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of this package and stuff, but like, oh, okay. It, but right. like, but, but you know, like for this race, it was like one of the, one of the, uh, those rare races that I, I definitely love for this package. And, and uh, Pocono is typically a track I'm not really the most fond of, but yeah. this, the, the races this weekend though were very, they were spectacular. And on Sunday, I was like, yeah no no this is good like i mean the strategy that was taking place towards the end i was like please no caution please no caution <laughs> you know i mean because ever since we've ever since NASCAR has implemented stage racing like the amount of like field strategy races is basically diminished like i mean outside of that uh, that race on sunday like when was the last time we had like a field mileage race you know like that like like what was it? Like Pocono, twenty
1: fifteen. Like probably uh, Austin, Austin Dillon's first win in the Coke Six Hundred. Oh yeah, twenty seventeen. Cool yeah, twenty seventeen. That's right. But that, so I mean, I, that's the, that's the last one I remember. I'm sure there's been others. Since, yeah, but That's sure the, That's has. the one that that's the one that I remember.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there has. It's just like it's it's, it's been a minute since I've seen one at Pocono like that, but. No, nah, I mean like it, it was crazy because like I was looking at like some um, when um, the guys were stopping and all that, and you know you would say okay, because has got a pit, and then Harvick's got a pit, and okay, Bubba, he doesn't have to pit, he might make it, and then him, and then Byron, like. They thought they were good, but apparently they were like three laps short. I was yeah. like, they weren't even close. So I was like, what are you like what? Like they gotta let him and and I guess there was like miscommunication with him and his team on like when exactly to save and stuff. But I'm like, damn, it must not have been that close. I mean, it was three laps short. So how close could it have really been if you, you know, you know, if you um communicated to that, um that to him properly. But um, it was great to see Bubba Wallace finally come through. Um 2311 yeah. like like 11 is interesting, man. Like, I feel like If they would just keep their mouths shut, they would be a lot better off, you know. But they know they gotta, they have to say, No, we're gonna get a couple of wins this year. No, you're not. I I don't,
1: I don't, but Bubba never said we're going to get two wins. He said, I think, you know, he said we're capable of getting two wins. Yeah, there's a there's a difference. I I know there's a difference.
2: It's just like there's this perception thing with them and stuff, you know. Like you look at Track House and you know, they didn't say a word. And you know, like they had, I mean, they were the only next gen team with you know, um, with the uh, with the top five and a top ten finish, you know, all, um, for most of the season. And then now, all of a sudden, twenty three eleven has stepped it up, and now they're only six points behind Trackhouse in the standings. Both are nineteenth and twentieth in the standings. So that's been a very interesting battle because typically first year teams, I mean, and you know this, Daniel. I mean, then it, they don't just come in and you know start oh, no, you know, yeah. running
1: well oh, yeah. right away and stuff. So I mean, like no, that's... The, the, the the last team to win in its first year of existence was Hendrick Motors sports mm-hmm. 84 yeah exactly so. exactly so i mean look, dude you got teams that have been here
2: for decades upon decades so nobody's just going to come in and start reeling in you know top fives top tens like that but you know i i feel like it, i feel like if you know jordan and bubba would just be you know a little bit more husher on on the uh on the uh on the performance side of things they'd be a lot better off and stuff but i mean now we're starting to see um some of the results come to fruition i mean their only problem this year is they just haven't been able to to finish the races, we've seen they've had top fifteen speed, but they just can't close yeah. the deal, and they finally did well, it. Well, they, so. they
1: they did have a so they've had some horrible luck, yeah, <laughs> at, yeah at many no, many many points this the season. Mm-hmm. But I've, I feel like I've, I think I've said it on this podcast before, like comparing what track house has been able to do to 23, 2311 twenty three eleven isn't exactly fair because twenty three eleven is operating out of their own building far away from Joe Gibbs racing it yeah. people want to say oh it's basically just a, a fifth JGR team not No, really no, no, no not no, really no, no. no. Uh, That that team didn't exist isn't September. it basically it's basically a
2: a uh, it's basically a rebatched version of of Levine family racing isn't it with like a lot of like some of the same people uh... and all that stuff right
1: I don't I don't know about that, but like no. it, 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 they're, they're getting way more Toyota support hmm. than the family thought. racing okay. was getting. But okay. but they're, like, they're, they're in a completely separate building. They're operating out of like uh, Jermaine Racing's old shop. Not, oh. So like not the one they were in at RCR, but like even before that, it's like an old Jermaine Racing shop. Okay. Um, Trackhouse Racing is basically a third RCR car like okay. that that. That stuff's built in their shops at RCR. So they they're just throwing out a third team, but it's called Trackhouse Racing. You you. So that that's what like it it's not it's not a fair comparison between the two two, two, two the two teams at all. So
2: yeah, it's just the one the the just uh, you know the whole perception thing though. Just like yeah. some of the talk, they were you know they were saying like, hey, we're gonna do this and that. I'm like, look, guys, it's your first year. You know, just go out there, run some laps, get some experience, and you know, see what happens. Like my ceiling for 2311 this year was like, hey, you know. Uh, um, best case scenario a playoff team you know 15th or 16th seed and the worst case scenario like below the top 30 in points or something like that so I mean they're basically running around right where I figured they uh, like right where I figured they'd be all year it's just like as far as you know scoring that first top five and top 10 that was like dang it's like oh like you thought they would get it this race but then you know it didn't happen and you know now it's happened now.
0: Yeah my perception has been that they kind of like What you're saying with the the talk, I feel like they've got that pressure now and they've taken more risks than they otherwise would have. And that's what and they've had bad luck with all those risks. So hopefully, hopefully things for the rest of the season kind of level out for them and they can just run more consistently and just work on getting higher and higher up in the finish in the standings.
1: But Bubba's Bubba's already accomplished a lot of career stuff. This this year mm-hmm. led the most laps of his career at Martinsville, got his first stage win, uh, and now they got a got a top five. That his his it's kind of funny his two his two two top fives that haven't been at Daytona have come at like Indianapolis and Pocono, which are very mm-hmm. similar tracks in a sense. So I find I find that interesting. Yeah, um, he he's, he's he improved at uh, at road courses. He was run. He clearly was running better at Sonoma, but had that that tire problem so he he's... finished 14th though like he came yeah back, i know so. i he know still came yeah back,
2: so like that yeah. was
1: like that was his best road course finish mm-hmm. so th- there are definitely a lot of highs that they they can be they can you know take take homes. like yes we did that correct that, that, that was great but yeah they still they still got a ways to go yeah. um it'll be interesting to see what what happens um i think new hampshire will be interesting for them because it, it's kind of like a big martinsville and he's he's good at Martinsville. He led laps there
2: earlier this year, so I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm so, very intrigued by that track as well.
0: So, so what what
1: did you think of Sun, Sunday's race, Crow?
0: Um, I didn't get to watch it as closely as uh, okay. as, as the Saturday one, but uh, well, I, I
1: I was watching from a bar and I, there was no <laughs> audio on the TV, so I'm just like, okay, um, what's going on? <laughs> like, so like on. <laughs> two, two laps to go, Hamlin and. Bush are like racing each other's, like, oh, this is gonna be a good final lap, and then all of a sudden Hamlin peels off the big no, road. Like, wait, they, no, they no. pushed
2: it too hard, yeah. They were like <laughs> trying to decide, like, okay, do I race now or do I keep saving and stuff, and they pushed it just a tad bit too hard there, unfortunately.
1: So, I wasn't even aware of Bush's like transmission problems at the time, oh, yeah. so yeah, when I found yeah. about that later, it's like, oh, that's impressive. Okay. Oh, so
2: you didn't hear him sing on the radio too? No, I
1: knew, no, I, I watched the highlights yesterday, and that that's yeah, yeah that's when I heard I'm gonna fly like an eagle. an eagle.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not too often you hear them sing on the radio, you know, but only Kyle yeah, Bush. Yeah, I know. Basically, yeah, you hear him, you hear him singing a different tone,
1: that's for sure. But yeah, <laughs> all right, Crow, what time is it?
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> M- mcdowell watch. <laughs> uh, yes please please laugh at that darian um, it, it, it's 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 embarrassing but it's what we got um, like that. that's an awesome intro though i like that. so uh so michael mcdowell our intrepid daytona 500 uh champion uh finished 19th in the first race uh saturday at pocono raceway but because of that he got to f- uh start second the following day mm-hmm. at pocono he led seven laps. Yeah, hey, but... he led
2: some laps. I was like,
1: hey, let's go. He's yeah, like... I I, I didn't. I should have looked it up. I don't. That might be this career best. I'm maybe. Not sure. I, I, I would assume that is maybe. <laughs> like yeah. he did. He didn't like inherit that lead or anything. He like during green flag stops. He, he just like he won, a, there was a bad. Re, Busher got a bad restart and went up there and led seven laps. Yeah. Um. Then he finished 17th. So I don't know where he is in the points. I should look that up. Um, hold on a second while I do exactly. That. I think
2: he's the last of the winners at this point.
1: I think still, he's, is, he, well, is he still yeah. 16th? Is yeah. Still 16th?
2: Think, well, well, no, technically he would be like 11th basically.
1: Right? Oh well, yeah, if you're, yeah. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're going by the, the, mm. the, the playoff. Yeah. But in the regular um,
2: standings, I think he is 16th or 17th though. So yeah.
1: Yeah. He has been there for weeks. Mm. Um, I mean, at least he's shown the speeds there,
2: because as soon as he won, I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a wasted playoffs. But not necessarily. I mean, he has shown some dark
1: horse speed, so no, oh, he yeah, is right. actually 17th, so he hey. has lo- lost a so, spot. So he's a, he's he's right around there, so basically he just have some type of playoff speed, I guess. Yep. But he he's ahead of Suarez, Denhouse, Bubba, De Benedetto, Ross Chastain, Ryan Priest, Ryan Newman, Chase Briscoe, Eric Jones, Eric Almroy, and Cole Custer. So that just tells you how rough of a year steward house racing. No, that's about to say <laughs> yes. in <a> Stuart
2: House <laughs> racing. Geez. Below it. Um, that that was something we we couldn't have, have uh predicted early in the season. That's for so sure.
1: so yeah but McDowell he he apparently like 24 so someone tweeted out like all the drivers in the cut field who have experience at Road America, and I think it's like twenty-eight, something like that. So well over half the field. Um, and Michael McDowell is one of them. He mm-hmm. has five career Xfinity starts at um, at Road America, including his first NASCAR win. That's right. Um, with Richard Childress Racing, so he he has some experience there. It'll be interesting. That that's I that that really could. There's unfortunately not a road course or a super speedway in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can like somehow. Just get a couple more playoff points at here, Indianapolis. I mean that 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 could go a long ways. Hey, he can win um, one of
2: these road course races because how many yeah. road courses do we have left? Like three or four left on the well, like
1: schedule? Two, two, two in the regular season. Got, okay. No, wait, 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 no, no I'm sorry, no, that that's wrong. Three. Uh, we get, we get, we get Road America, Watkins Glen, and uh, in the Indy Road Course. Indy, yeah, we well, see so we got three, that's so three. we got three, and then but then you have the Roval in the playoffs, yeah. and that's the second round. Okay, which is also in that round of Taldega. So the two tracks that Michael McDowell (laughs) would really like to be in the first are actually in the second. I'm sure
2: I'm sure in one of these races, he will at the very least compete for a victory, at least in one of them. I'm sure
1: it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all um so you're gonna be at road america
2: yes i'll be there um so will eric eastep and also jared aka the iceberg will be there this weekend as well so yeah if you guys see us just uh say what's up um i mean i from what i hear this track is like four miles long so like it, it's, oh yes it's it, Yes, it, it, it's gonna be like a lot of walking basically involved you know to get around and basically all like you know all that stuff so it's gonna be a uh definitely a, a workout weekend that's for sure it's
1: be fun. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to visit Uh, Road America, because I discovered it, you know, watching... Old VHS tapes of IndyCar races back in back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I watched those a lot, so I've always want I've always wanted NASCAR to go there, and I've always wanted to go yeah, there. Yeah,
2: I've of- always suggested for the uh, I've always wanted the uh, the Cup Series to go here too, and finally make it happen. So it's it, it's cool. I mean, to go to the Nashville race and now to the first ever Cup Road America weekend too. That's gonna be fun. I always figured the first race I'd see for Fourth of July weekend would always be the Daytona event stuff like that. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, that's just. That's that's the traditional fan in me that wants the, the Daytona July race back, but Hey, you know, it's, I, it's the I'm regular not... season finale. So Hey, it's somewhat <laughs> entertaining. So I, I, I know, I, I, I know what NASCAR is doing. I know what they're
1: doing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a person that's like really tied to dates and race dates, except for the 500, 500. That's about it. But, it, but, it, but anything <laughs> so... else
2: is basically on the table. It's like, yeah, like that stuff.
1: Southern yeah. 500 on Labor Day
2: yeah see well, yeah it, i never grew that, up right. with that see i never grew up with it so like basically like yeah like the southern 500 i'm kind of don't care but then like that fourth of july weekend that was like always something about you know daytona on that weekend you know during that week too i i, I don't know why it's just like
1: i, I, I don't it. yeah i don't think that daytona is going back to july no, 4th having no. it having it as the finale it's good it's good it, no I, last I, year's race was very good yeah and year's um, race is going to be even better probably so um but yeah so how many tracks have you ever been you've been to darian So now, uh,
2: for a long time, it was just Las Vegas for a long time there. But then since 2019, since being up with some of the YouTube buddies, you know, during these race weekends, let's see, two, three, four, five, six. So I'd say about eight tracks, different tracks I've been to up to this point so far. So it's been cool doing this whole, you know, this little YouTube deal, you know, able to travel uh, to travel around to races like this. Pretty cool.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, you mentioned you expected to go to to Daytona for a July 4th race. Like, I never expected that I'd go to a Nashville race (laughs) before I covered a bunch of other races. Like I've never, I've never been to Richmond. I've never covered a race at Talladega. I've been to race, been to race at Talladega and haven't covered one, never covered a race at Daytona, never covered a race at Atlanta, but I, but i got to i go to nashville first yeah so it yeah, was really weird it, yeah
2: it was interesting too because basically that was like my first ever you know official credentialed media so like basically took place on that weekend so it's kind of cool that you know the first national race weekend back for the cup series tied in with my deal too like so it's always cool i'll always have that memory with me it's awesome so so you're not a fan of the 550 package no, I mean, like just because like I, I just I, I want a package where, you know, that has the best of both worlds, you know, that, you know, incorporates, you know, a lot of horsepower and all that stuff. But also I want these cars to, you know, I want the Cup Series to be really hard to drive. I mean, it's the top echelon of stock car racing. So I don't want these cars to be, you know, just easy and stuff. I mean, these guys are getting paid how much? So yeah. I want them to be challenged, you know, a little bit. I mean, that's what I grew up on, you know, in the uh, in the whole Gen 4 era, too. I thought they I mean, the Gen 4 was it was not perfect at all. Like some of these like other fans talking about, it they'll like speak of it like it was like the holy grail or something. Like no, the Gen Four had problems too. Trust me, like it had a lot of aerodynamic problems <laughs> for its time too. Like, but I mean, it, it, at least during that era, you know, like the best of the best, you know, rose to the top and stuff. Like nowadays, I, I mean, I mean, with, uh, with some of these races with this five fifty, um, with this you know five ten or five fifty horsepower package, it's like you know it 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 really depends on like track position. I find, you know, like a lot of these races depend on like track position rather than, you know, working your way back up, you know, up, up to the front. So whenever there's a 750 race, I obviously hold those in higher regards (laughs) than the, you know, the other ones.
1: Well, it's weird because like Jeff Gluck posted like, you know, he does his, his, does his good race, bad race poll Mm -hmm. every Monday. And he posted like the results so far this year to today and four of the races in the top 10, including the number one race. We're five fifty races.
2: Yeah, so um, it, it, it's it's weird. It, it's it's a weird situation because it, it's it like... works.
1: At, it works at Vegas, which was number one. Yeah, yeah, the, it does. Vegas, Homestead, the Pocono, in um, Kansas. Mm-hmm. The, the, those are the those are the races like freshly paved D shaped ovals and the tracks with long straight away and also
2: and also the weather too to an extent has to be like what somewhat like cloudy or something like that for more passengers um, like i i i think there's some type of weather aspect maybe that, part maybe yeah maybe partly partly cloudy. cloudy or something like that yeah some type of weather thing but yeah it's just it's weird like because yeah the fan base is hammered like some of the you know parts of the fan base are like oh 750 horsepower package everywhere but then you know you go look at the gluck poll results and it's like you said you know for the top 10 or 550 so it's like it's it's, it's weird yeah,
1: like it's another case of... It, and, doesn't and, work, it doesn't work at Charlotte. It doesn't work at Atlanta. No, exactly. It, and, but, it, it, old tracks, old, unpaved, 1.5-mile tracks mm-hmm. with triovals. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, no. it's just, it's just another thing for the fan base
2: to be divided on. And, and, you know, sometimes NASCAR fans have a tough time of knowing what they want as is. And I've been there sometimes too. I mean, I'm, I'm still a fan at the end of the day. So, you know, sometimes, Hey, I might want this, but then other times I don't, you know, but I don't know, as far as like, you know, uh, I, I feel like um, for any type of package, NASCAR, you know, unveils, like, I feel like the driver is obviously the most important part of that package. You know, like I want their talents, you know, uh, to shine, you know, I want to see, you know, it, it it like like to me it 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 really doesn't matter to me if like you know larson or like kyle bush win every race and stuff because you know it's like the best of the best right so hey if they're the best of the best and you know they're winning every race and stuff then you know hey that's just racing to me so
1: yeah i mean regard, regardless of the package you're, you're like if it's a 750 race there's gonna be races where the winner just can't be touched like yeah, true x true x exactly. at darlington like yeah. that was a a pure 750 race, and he was gone. Like, I liked it. I good, loved goodbye. that. I
2: loved the race. I loved the race all the whole time. It didn't no, yeah, it, it wasn't was a bad like race. 12, 13 seconds. You know, I. But I mean, that's just the difference uh, uh, between motorsports fans nowadays. Like, I feel like we have that younger subsection of fans that are like, you know, that that are like, oh, you know, we want entertainment. You know, blah blah blah. You know, all this stuff. And then you got like other racing fans who like, you know, just like want to stick to, you know, just the pure racing, pure driving, no, <laughs> no gimmicks and all that stuff. So it's kind of, kind of, it's. It, it's um it's funny seeing both sides of the uh, the fan base
1: clash you know the, the 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 argument from some people saying nascar cares too much about being entertainment well uh, you want people to watch yeah right? I, yeah
2: of course you understand <laughs> yeah 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 obviously you know you you have to you have to make it somewhat gimmicky i i think especially nowadays you know to get some of the fan base's interest but yeah like as far as the package is concerned that's a whole nother Ordeal. This I don't. It's just like I, I hope. I hope with this next gen car they get. They finally get it right. Hopefully.
1: Oh, we'll, we'll find out. like That even they haven't even decided like what the horsepower will be for the yeah. car. So no, we'll see. We'll see. What 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 are what's your your take on the the battle of the packages, Crow?
0: um that's a little bit out of my knowledge base <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm not a technical person but i i sure have an opinion i try to be yeah i try to be right <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so we t- t- tell everyone darian um where, where everyone can find your stuff
2: So first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So you guys can follow me, um, you guys can find me on YouTube. Um, Black Flags Matter is the name of the YouTube channel. Um, Also on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's Black Flag Matter. I couldn't put the flags because I guess there's a character limit on there. So it's just (laughs) one letter away, but it's basically Black Flag Matter on there. But just look at Black Flags Matter and it'll probably pop up on those uh, platforms. But um, really appreciate all of the love and support I've been getting over the past few years. And I uh, really appreciate you having me on your show and stuff. I've been watching it for a little bit too. So like I said, I mean the YouTube algorithm is really tough to navigate and stuff, but just give it some time. Trust me. Like this show is really good. It'll definitely take off. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> appreciate it. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Dan McFadden. You can follow crow at DTH crow. Have you had any shenanigans on NASCAR, Twitter crow?
0: No, I, I, <laughs> I took a break of from my already low amount of activity because it just got a little <laughs> bit too too dramatic for yeah, me. Yeah,
1: it, it gets a,
2: it, it's a bit too much sometimes. So yeah, just duck and cover whenever you need to on NASCAR Twitter sometimes. <laughs> All
1: right, and you can also follow us on YouTube as well at, at YouTube.com/slash fadden. No no catchy name, just DanLingFadden. Um, and follow us on Patreon if you want at Patreon.com/slash fadden uh, the lowest tier is three dollars. In case you 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 like what you're hearing here, um, shoot, uh, crap, hold on, is my back? Can you? Can I can you hear you. you. Yeah, yeah. I okay, good. I I accidentally un- unplugged it. Okay, so um, <laughs> and I also unplugged my light But uh, oh well. Um, but yes. Follow Patreon.com/slash Dan McFadden throw, throw three dollars if you like it. Follow, read my weekly column at friendstretch.com um so yeah but that's it thank you thank you everyone for listening this week thank you darian for coming on and teaching us about the the world of uh nascar youtube so uh yeah we'll be back next week so thanks for listening bye everyone goodbye